Yo, and welcome to the EPM show. This is all things enterprise performance management, the show where we're doing our best to give you an unfair career advantage. I'm your host, Blake Bozarth, joined by Chad Pike with the Sierra Nevada hat on again today. What's going on, my man? What's up, Blake? Secretly, that's my, my hope for a sponsor. Sierra there Nevada. you go. Hey, what, that maybe one day, one day we will hook them. Maybe. Looking, looking good in that hat. And yes. we have another amazing thank guest you. on today, Stephanie Whelan. Thank you for being on the show. Welcome to the EPM show. It's great to be here. Thanks, guys. We got to hit you with our patented opening question, and that is we want to hear about you and your career in 60 seconds. I got the stopwatch here. Whatever you want to share, professional and personal-wise, we'd love to hear it. Here we go. All right. So I started out in casino gaming and worked with the family that built half of Las Vegas Strip. I've been in corporate finance like my entire career, left them, worked for Bill Gates Investments, found out how much money he really makes, which is astronomical. And I'm sure it's like doubled in size since I've been there. Then I went to Nordstrom and worked with them for a long time, had an incredible discount on everything at the store which I miss, but I actually got a big raise when I left them because I didn't spend all my money there. And I've been in healthcare for the last eight years and it's been an incredible journey. It's definitely very challenging. And then in my spare time, I raise a bunch of kids. I've got three boys in the house. They keep things live and entertaining. We do, we do a lot of youth sports and my husband and I volunteer. He's a baseball umpire, but yeah. I'm busy. Nailed <laughs> it. Did I get it in 60 seconds? That. Nailed you it. Did. That's hey, a lot of life there. Can we please go back to the casino piece? That is so <laughs> fascinating. So if anyone's familiar with Las Vegas, like, you know, once the mobsters were gone, which a lot of Vegas locals kind of missed that mobster era, but worked worked for the Bennett family and super prominent family. They no longer own any of the casinos downtown in Las Vegas, mostly operate out of Canada, but they're in the Hall of Fame at UNLV. So it, it was amazing. I, I grew up here in Vegas. I, I actually was a blackjack dealer at the High Limits table and then decided to take a serious pay cut and work in corporate because that's what I went to school for and not earn tips for a living. And I think a lot of my coworkers who were table games dealers thought I was crazy, but you know, it was worth it. I'm kind of impressed that you've worked for two incredibly influential families like that between Bennett's and Bill Gates. That's it, it's, it's good. It's good to know somebody who knows somebody. That's, that's what I got to say. So, <laughs> Hey, transitioning into our core topic today, we're super excited for this episode because we're talking about how can we become more successful business partners, true business partners. And you are very skilled in this. Everybody hears that term that, hey, we need to be a good business partner. What does that actually mean? And what does that look like to do that well? It's great because it's everyone does talk about, let me be a business partner. Well, people really haven't, I would say, changed what they do. And then they get assigned a business partner and their business partner, they only hear from them when you reach out to them because you need something. And to me, that's not really a business partner. It's just a nice phrase that got thrown in your goals. But how you make it actionable is when your business partner knows you and they really look to you for your sound advice and they want to work with you and they reach out to you when they need something, because they want to bring you along to the journey. If you want to have a seat on the table that's making decisions or influencing decisions, you can only 
get a seat at the table if you are a successful business partner. What I'm hearing you say is it's about establishing credibility. What are some ways that people can build that credibility so they do have a seat at the table and they do know their business partner? So that way, you know, when you're in finance or you're in plan or whatever it is, and you bring a suggestion to that business partner, they're willing to listen and to trust. Let me like rewind a little bit from there because you have to get to a place where someone's soliciting your consultant. You've got to build that first before you can even share an idea. When you meet with people, when you're trying to develop a rapport, you really have to start with listening to them. What is their business language? What are their business acronyms? What are the things that they hang on to that really drive their business? And then you need to start using that same language maybe those same acronyms, whatever the PIs are, or for measurement, they're saying this measurement tells me I'm successful. You've got to tap into that and really understand what that is. But once you are communicating with them and you're, I call it active listening, which is another big one, but you hear what they say, don't interrupt them, process, look them in the eye, you know, shake your head, okay. And then when they're done, repeat back what your understanding is and say, okay, Here's what I understand. Here's what you need. Because at the end of the day, people want to know that you're there to help them solve their problems, not create new ones, you know, not take something away from them. You're just trying to make their job easier. And people really don't care how smart you are or how much you know until they know how much you actually care about what's important to them. So I think it really just starts there. And then once you kind of have bought that and they can say, okay, well, this person, you know, is looking out for me. Now I'll reach out to them and now I want to hear what their ideas are because I now know that they understand where I am coming from. But it's not, not done all the time because I, I feel like we're very smart people and we end up just minds are going, 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 going. And we probably are already figuring out a response before they're even finished speaking. And I think that's a mistake that we do as smart people because we're always thinking like going, oh, this is how I'm going to respond before they've even finished maybe even getting to a question. And we shouldn't do that. We really have to pause, you know, pinch yourself, do something to distract yourself from doing that so that you can actually listen to what they're saying. So we already have some huge nuggets there. One, I'm hearing that it's just like the fundamental framing of the way we think about what it means to be a business partner. And it's, it's not someone who just has credibility that when, when we go to our partner with something to say, hey, we should be doing this differently. It's actually somebody that they're coming to you because they trust your insights. They trust your expertise. They trust your work ethic. They trust you as a partner. And that's a fundamental shift of, I'm not just somebody who's going to be trying to tell them, Hey, we should be doing this. I'm actually somebody who's a trusted advisor that is so valuable to them that they seek me out. And I'm not just somebody who tries to seek him, them out to influence them. So that's huge. The second thing is you just dropped a couple of practical nuggets as well, which is, how can we be better at active listening? We know we should do that better. And one thing you just said, Stephanie, was it looks not thinking about what we're going to say next, but truly listening. And then the other th practical tip is repeating back our understanding and making sure those things align. That's really good. Talk to us more about eye contact. And then I know you also are passionate about follow-up and what, and what does that look like being a good business partner? If you're physically in the same room, 
with that person. Close your laptop, put your pen down if you still write notes, and, and look them in the eye as they're talking and, and nod like, yeah, okay, I'm following what you have to say. If you're virtual, you know, look, look at your people. Yeah, it's so, I have like three screens that I'm looking at and like a screen over here, screen over here. So you have to look on the screen and do this, you know, do the same thing. If, if you're not in person where you can look at them in the eye and you're maybe on a phone call, you know, you can write it down but then you you do have to kind of repeat back to them so that you understand. And sometimes they could say, oh yeah, everything except for this, right? That's what you want as an engagement. But then you do have to, regardless of how you meet with them, do follow up. And I would say follow up within the next one or two days, at most next week, but always follow up with like, hey, here are the things that I understand. Here are the takeaways. Here's what I'm going to get back to you on. And then if you follow up now, now it's writing, you sent an email or you sent a little, you know, chat, whatever it is, and they can say, okay, they really got me. And then if you say, hey, I'm going to provide you this next week, provide it to them next week. And if you're late, tell them a day before you know you're going to be late. Like, hey, something came to the fire drill was, if it is, you know, it's okay if I get to you the end of the following week instead of next week. You have to be very, very clear with it because people want you to be timely. If you've committed to something for them and something comes up, don't be afraid to say, hey, something's come up. Can I get some extra time? Would you be okay with that? But then they know that it's important and you are following up. And then hopefully they'll come back to you. And and instead of you reaching out to them for things that you need from them all the time, now they're reaching out to you all the time for things and maybe they reach out to you before your boss reaches out to you to say hey you need to follow up with this person i think that's a really big deal something i'm passionate about anyone who comes work with for me that i say hey at the end of like six months or even the first year if your business partner is reaching out to you more often than your scheduled weekly or monthly check-in then I'm going to say you've kind of hit a grand slam and knocked it out of the park. That's all I could ever ask for because I think being a really successful business partner is the key to being an amazing asset to your company. There's just so much gold there in terms of like habits and actions that successful business partners take, right? And part of that is is the consistency of it, to do it daily, weekly, and, and over time. But I, you know, one of the things I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't add in is I bet that follow-up piece is all the more important now, like post-pandemic, more remote, where the eye contact and showing the laptop might not be practical because you're in different regions of the country. Like you're in Las Vegas, I'm in Charlotte, Blake is in Orlando. So that follow-up piece, I, I bet it's even more important now in terms of the engagement aspect of this. And I know you're also really passionate about your emotional intelligence. Can you maybe expound upon how all of these habits and actions you've talked about could tie into to EQ and how you know EPM professionals can focus on building EQ and in doing so becoming a more successful business partner. It's really important when you talk with someone, if you don't go straight, straight to business or straight to the topic and you get to know the person, like how you guys ask me what I do with my boys or, you know, being a blackjack dealer, you're kind of getting to know the person. You're drawing a connection. And if you can find a common similarity, 
that's really important. I was just talking to someone earlier today and we were talking about the pandemic and how we were all trying to restock the shelves and like what's the worst perishable item that you bought during it that's probably still sitting on your shelf since it's just a way to connect that's like laughable and then you kind of get back to business it says like you're a person they're a person and that kind of connects the emotional aspect when I said people don't care how much you know until you show them how much you care well that is the part where you're leaning in I'm empathetic to your situation I really understand what you're going through or when you do bring that back to business you're like okay, I see what the problem of the hurdles that you're having. And now you've asked questions to kind of dive in and you're drawing some of that stuff out from them. So you can say, okay, this is what's really important to them. This is what's really going to alleviate their, their situation or solve the problem they're trying to solve. I work with a lot of leaders and they're all trying to push forward their business case agenda. So how do I tie all this stuff in to kind of help put their business case forward. So when they sit in front of the CEO, they can really say, here, here's what I want. Here's all the data to back it up. You know, here's it in a very simplified way. And my business partners help me there. Because at the end of the day, everybody is looking for a solution. Because no one wants to be like, here's all my problems, right? It, it all comes down to just showing them that you're in it with them. You're there with them to support them to show them, hey, this matters to me too. So you got to get behind all of those things. And I know sometimes it annoys people, maybe the personal aspect of things, but it's how you build a relationship. It's how you build a rapport. It's how you can be a friendly neighbor. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love the the comments you made around, it might annoy some people, but it's also good to know, like, what are people's individual capacity? Like someone might want to chat it up on the personal side for 10 minutes. And that's a really important way that you build the credibility to be a great business partner. And someone else, it might only be a minute or two, which is also another way to build credibility as a business partner and have that EQ to know like, okay, they have a slightly lower bandwidth for, for this. So I'm going to meet them in that. I love that, Stephanie. That's, that's great. People in this space that do the best and that are in the highest demand are the ones that have really great technical chops. But that's almost like table stakes. Like you got to have the technical ability to work with data, work inside the platform. What really sets people apart and the ones that really write their ticket are the ones that have that along with the right soft skills, influencing skills, high EQ. And the cool thing about EQ is it's something that if it's not naturally high, it's actually something you can develop. And everything that you've shared today has been practical, tangible things that people can do, habits, actions they can take to build EQ and to build that human relationship with other humans. So I absolutely love that. You also have an acronym, Stephanie, that I want to make sure we hit on. Talk to us about this acronym because I also think it's very practical and tangible as well. Yeah. So it's going to sound really cheesy at first for everyone who's listening because it seems so simple. And I, I dropped it a little bit earlier, but to be an a great successful business partner you must be an asset I have a big finance background too so it's probably like another reason why it's a little cheesy but stay with me because it's really important and I've kind of latched onto this for several years now and it's you know a you need to be accurate accurate in any work that you provide data numbers be accurate with it you need to be supportive with your attitude 
So believe that you can help them, believe what they're saying. So be really supportive for them. Also be strategic with your decisions. So as you engage with people and you are helping consult them, share your ideas, be very strategic with them and to them. And E, empathetic. We've talked a lot about that. Got to be empathetic in your relationship to build that rapport. And then T is timely in your deliverables. Follow up with them. And if you can do all of those, accurate, supportive, strategic, empathetic, timely, all of that builds trust. And when you build all that trust, you now have become an asset to your partner that you're working with. So I love it. It's so easy, a little cheesy, but it works. And I feel like I've been successful because I've done that. So I believe it works. I know it works. And I'm a living proof that it works. Easy, cheesy, but it works. That is so good. Be an asset. Amazing insights. One last question for you, Stephanie. You've done a lot. You've had an incredibly successful career and just, you know, awesome personal life too. Mom of three in Las Vegas. Help stand up the strip. We'll, we'll go with that. Any big goals that you have either personally or professionally that you're wanting to achieve? I'll answer that professionally and personally. Professionally, I do really feel like the wave of the future is I've called them in networking circles, this unicorn of a person. And unicorns are some mythical creatures that doesn't exist, but we all wish we had. Um, but these people are out there and they're so far and few in between. And they are the people that have that technical aspect and that financial background. And they can be a great medium in between to bridge that gap because two very smart different nerds in the world that speak different languages. So if you can bridge that gap, you are a force to be reckoned with. And those are the people that are really going to jump up the ladder if they can bridge those two gaps. And a lot of managers are going to have to understand you know, that technical background so that they can lead those people. And those leaders are going to be these people that have those soft skills that we've been talking about all day today. So aspirational professional, I'm trying to be that. And so awesome. um, personally, I'm a coach for baseball and softball, and I haven't done it since 2019, but I did coach an all-stars team back then, and I want to get back to it. And there's not a lot of female coaches that coach boys predominantly that's what's in little league. So I think I really do want to get back to it. I, I love it. It's always the challenge to walk in there and parents and other men, who's this girl walking in? But when I was a teenager, I was on a team who won the state champions. I love baseball and softball. So we get really into it. So personally, like I'm going to get back out there and I'm going to go do it. And kids are so much fun to work with <laughs> they're so challenging but it's so it's so great to see kids start from barely knowing how to do something or just developing their skills and by the end of the season they're just all superstars in their own way because they've grown and learned so much and to know that you've been a part of that to give them life skills or give them those like baseball skills to carry on with their life and those memories like I love that I could be a part of that. So that's what I'm going to do personally. Those are two awesome goals. I'm inspired. <laughs> Take it away, Blake. <laughs> hey, this, this has been so much fun, Stephanie. Thanks so much for being on the show. If people want to look you up, where is the best place to, 
find you? So on LinkedIn, I, I'm on there, accessible. I do try to follow up if people reach out to me and ask me questions. So yeah, look me up there. I'm happy to have a chat with anyone who's interested about anything. Hey, this has been a blast. Thanks so much for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. This has been fun. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Wherever you're consuming this, if it's YouTube, if it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we appreciate you. Make sure you're subscribed. We have a lot more amazing guests on the way, a lot more great content. We're doing our best to bring you value and have fun while we do it. And we really want this to be a career advantage listening to this show and we want you to enjoy it. So it means a lot. Make sure you're subscribed for what's, what's to come. And also, if you're up for it, it would mean a lot if you leave us a like, a comment, a rating, a review, whatever platform you're on. That really helps and it gets us fired up when we see those. So I appreciate you guys. Find us on LinkedIn. I'm Blake Bozarth, my co-host Chad Pike with a Y. Would love to connect with you there. Have an awesome day. See you next time. Peace.